The Talking Point with Kathy Motsasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the Talking Point final half hour of the show. And we've been covering the CXO conference on big data. And uh, I think, you know, a lot has come out of it so far. But I wonder how you are making sense of the information uh, that we've been hearing today. How do you find it applies uh, to your life? How do you find it applies to your business? Has it actually been helpful? I'd love to hear from you on, on this particular issue. And as always, you can dial us in on 011-714-2006. That's the phone line. On the WhatsApp line, 0614-104-107. And on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio, the hashtag there, SAFM Talking Point. I'm still seeing many of you getting in touch with us this uh, morning on what we opened with for our thinking point, uh, the medical neglect, uh, medical legal cases that uh, are before various institutions specifically uh, the health departments and yeah it's been devastating uh, to hear just some of the stories that you've had to share around your own experiences of medical negligence and we'll certainly uh, see how best we can follow up on that issue based just on on the number of of yeah grievances that that people have also raised with us today i think it's important that uh, you know we're able to leave people with a sense of what they can do uh, you know what are the remedies that are available to them uh, especially where you have been done wrong in, in the way that uh, we have heard this morning so to wrap up then our coverage of the cxo conference we're now joined by angie hammond uh, she's the head of sales intelligence at the sabc and we're going to be talking specifically around you know big data and i imagine how that relates with sales it's one of the obvious departments where there would be a link right because obviously you know the the more you know and understand about your business the better you're able to place it in the market sell it to prospective clients and customers and it brings you the money so Angie, uh, good morning to you and thank you for your time today. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to your listeners. Look, uh, you know, my opening statement was, of course, my own very narrow and very limited understanding, just trying to connect at least the two dots that I can see there. Uh, but you, of course, uh, know a lot more about this than I do. Perhaps in your own words, give us a sense of how big data ultimately comes down to uh, you know, the position that a company or an organization can find itself in, you know, from a monetary perspective. Yeah, Kathy, where shall I start? <laughs> <laughs> Multiple data points. Yeah. Big data really just means a lot of data uh, that everything we do today, especially in our digital lives, your producer pressed the button now and out there, uh, the audiences that are tuning into this show are currently being measured and the playout system has probably described your program as Kathy's uh, show and they have a few descriptors for it. That data gets added to the audience data and then becomes a proposition for our advertisers that there is a connect here between audiences, people are listening and the kind of show that Kathy produces every morning. Mm -hmm. And perhaps it will suit you, Mr. Advertiser A or Mr. Advertiser B. So that's where it ends up eventually that we can make these proposals to advertisers about 
how they can get their messaging across to listeners because remember they want people to act either buy something use the service etc etc so in a nutshell that's what it is but just imagine the bigness of the data is the minute by minute actual measurement minute by minute producing content as you're doing right now mm. and i hope people are not tuning out <laughs> <laughs> well they're about to tell us whether or not they they're tuning in or out uh, like i did say i'd love to hear from you just your overall feedback again of this conference and what you have heard so far today has it been helpful um you, you heard from uh, the coo ian blackies that even when audiences call in that in and of itself contributes to data it's part of what they collect so if you don't want to hear any more of CXO on on the platform this is your opportunity to actually help us aggregate what you as the listener are are thinking and feeling and, and i think just to emphasize you know and you speak about um uh, advertiser mr x or mr y advertiser mr x and and mrs x and y yes they must absolutely come <laughs> and place their advertising between 9 and 12 insist insist on the 9 to 12 slot right yes, here on yes. safm but i think on a more serious note um angie when it comes to traditional research that organizations would usually carry out to have a sense of how their products are landing on the market has the transformation of digital has that influenced how that research is done oh absolutely and the last two years with covid forced that to happen five years sooner than it may have happened mm. for example the way we traditionally measure re- uh, audiences as you know people go out with pens and pencils but these days not pens and pencils we do ipads <laughs> so that people can't go sit on a mountain and and fill in fictitious data mm. uh, if you go have an ipad you make sure that the person goes to the right address to collect the information that is still happening in some areas obviously it will continue to happen but we are now as you can see everybody sitting around with the cell phone and these iPads these laptops all these devices all you need to do is put an app on all of the devices and it'll pick up all the listening that you're doing all the audio that you're consuming podcasts uh, catch up this live show whether you stream it whether you listen to it on an fm mm. uh, little uh, transistor through your cell phone we know that uh radios always been mobile so we have to go where people go with their mm. audio habits and that is the one thing that we're starting to do and the first report i think we'll have on that is in july so you can see already minute by minute we can pick up what people are listening to mm. and we can pick up minute by minute what people are interested in like you said your audience was interested in the health medical legal yes yes and we th- then we'll know we have to put on an extra show tomorrow we have to dig deeper into this or give us a week to investigate and we'll have that show next week mm. you can tell your listeners after the show already before the sh- end of the show next week we'll be looking at uh, that in more depth because the data is rich it's real time and it connects with the audiences who tuned in earlier today so that's the kind of big data environment that the SABC is trying to build mm. and i'm speaking about radio because sure, we are on sure, radio sure 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 imagine television mm. television as well when when they press a button to broadcast something and of course we'll be moving to more digital platforms like uh, netflix 
Um, and Netflix learned from us, by the way, how to do this from broadcasters, traditional mm -hmm. broadcasters. If you combine what people are consuming with all the content and how they consume that content, you turn it into a Netflix solution. And the SABC certainly is in a good place to do that, and you'll hear about that uh, in the near future. So, yes, in real time, people know what is being consumed, what is loved, um, and what should be parked off for d discovery later. So, mm. you, so you, you give people the content they want when they want it on the devices they want. I, I'm thinking about just the category of, 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 of information that, that, that one is dealing with. Uh, earlier there was a point made about the need to classify information. And so if we're doing something as, as basic as following who is listening to SAFM, where they're listening, and most importantly, how they listen. Mm. How easy is it to, to break down that data? I mean, it, do, does the research actually show that, well, at 11 o'clock, uh, at 11.41 on the 17th of February, you had X amount of people listening, five were in the radio, two were in their office, and three were on their cell phones walking the streets of Johannesburg. Does it go to that granular detail? For radio, not yet. And mm -hmm. like I say, that should be happening uh, around July, August, mm -hmm. where literally we'll be ca capturing people's listening minute by minute on, through an app that sits on their devices. They download the app and forget about it. Only when their devices start uh, dying, we'll remind them to charge their device mm -hmm. so that we can keep listening to their listening. Mm -hmm. So we indeed will be able to say that by, by the minute. This was what the person was doing at 1141. Mm -hmm. um, so, and that's possible with television at the moment. But uh, the systems are still a bit clunky, but the, it is possible to pull out what people were watching minute by minute last last night. Mm. And, and I imagine that part of what the, the role of this information does is that it helps you to understand those who are consumers of your product, any product really. We talk about radio now, but it could be any product that um, can come to, to that level of, of research and analysis. Mm. And, and this is all inspired by the digital space. You know how we all consume mm. television with our second screens, either we're busy on Twitter, but you're talking about what's on television, <laughs> as, as we see the next day, every morning. It, it, it trends. trends. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing to see that crossover because, um, of course, when, when we talk about the disruption of new media, there was always this idea that new media was going to eat up the space. So almost like the, the space in which um, media operates is finite. Mm. And so if you have X amount of people watching television, then only X amount can be on their phones. And, and the reality of that has completely thrown it out of the water. Completely. Yeah. And, and our audience measurement systems are learning from that. Mm. Because obviously when you press a tweet, when you retweet or like something, it's creating a data point. Mm. And we need to have the same kind of measurement system for both television and radio. When you consume, you're enjoying, and when you're interacting uh, with, with the program amongst your, your community, we want, to be, we want to know what you're doing. And then sometimes you press another button and you order a pizza because there's a QR code on the screen that mm. says you can order the pizza and it gets delivered. And that's the kind of environment. Convenience, convenience, convenience. And there is no reason why our traditional media platforms cannot 
facilitate that convenience. Mm. Well, what are the challenges, though, that 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 you you foresee where uh, specifically the collection of, of this data is concerned? Because we live in a country that has, um, you know, all 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 of this inequality and the demographics, the the profile of our population ranges. You mm. know, so it's easy for. Kathy to be able to download the app that you're talking about and let it sit there uh, quietly and it can track and monitor everything that I do. But it might not be so easy for somebody else who, to start off with, does not have a smartphone, but they're still a consumer of radio. They still listen to the station 24-7. No, we have have definitely, we understand that, the the, the, uh, contractors of the, the research understand that thoroughly they will be providing uh, 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 consumers or audiences in that market with smartphone-like devices, mm. which will pick up if they're listening on the, the what do you call them, Dilili. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and it will pick up that. It will pick up if you're listening in a taxi. It will pick up if you're listening wh- wh- wherever you are. So, mm. and it has to be nationally representative mm. uh, in this country, especially. We need to understand. Uh, what the mass market is doing because that's often not visible and yet there are so many economic uh, points of economic uh, activity that you could miss if you don't uh, uh, measure those people. What are you hoping that that data is going to enable you to do? Oh, wonderful things. Apart from creating a product that people want to consume and feel they can trust, especially that, uh, we can measure, overlay other things. We have other surveys. We would want to know about people, whether they trust what we produce. Uh, we want to know what value the SABC's uh, content and services provide in their lives. Uh, so we measure that with other surveys. We can overlay that. And when we steer away from what we think is the SABC's mandate, the people will certainly be telling us that. Apart from, as I said, providing solutions for our advertisers to reach the audiences that they need to uh, reach in order to uh, uh, provide services mm-hmm. and goods to. You know, th- there's there's often a, a, a perspective that is shared, especially where content generation is concerned about, you know, having content that speaks to some people but doesn't speak to other people, right? And how the content is generated and who is making decisions about that content. So the idea of being able to show audiences that whatever feedback they have on the content that is being prepared, that is being given to them, that they have as much of a say and they can have ownership of that content as anybody else who is within the SABC, see themselves as the stakeholders of that content too. Oh, I do like that. <laughs> I do like that. And, and it is obviously one of, the, one of the key things is to democratize. That's what's mm. nice about big data, is that it's so diverse and so m- multiplicitous, is that yes. a word, yeah. um, that uh, when those data points talk to each other, they can tell you, hang on, if we look at historically, we have given South Africans this kind of content uh, for years, we have now created an mm. expectation for A or B. 
And of course, you can test that with research to find out if that is indeed uh, something that people want. And, and in that way, you get the feedback loop in terms of we're producing something. And then because we have these data platforms, you get the response immediately. Mm -hmm. Either people like it or not. And then you can profile the people who like certain content so that you can provide them with more of that content. Think of Netflix's uh, recommendation. Uh, because you watch this, maybe you should watch this. That might turn us into kind of single minded people yes, so, yes. so we still continue to provide our linear platforms where uh, the thrill of discovering new content still mm. uh, exists but also the convenience of consuming your content anytime, anywhere, alone because you're the only one who likes it uh, the rest of the family is not interested in it <laughs> so you can go and con consume it alone so all of those possibilities remain in mm. this ecosystem uh, that we're building around the data. And, and you know, when we, t we talk about technology, we know that, um, you know, technology does inherently have biases and uh, can be pla a platform through which, you know, prejudice is also exercised, mm. discrimination is exercised. And, and, and I wonder, um, when, again, when one embarks on, on the research that is supposed to show the full landscape of this country and interest and just general feedback. Um, how, how, how do you ensure that what technology inherently doesn't always allow us to do? And I mean that, you know, simply by the, the ways in which technology, of course, can be biased is if you go onto Google and you Google uh, long black hair, chances are you're going to have pictures of somebody, white woman with long black hair, maybe Indian woman with long black hair. Very rarely will you have a black woman who's got black, long, a big black afro, right? Mm. Um, and, and these are just some of the ways in which we as people don't always see ourselves in the technology. And these are big conversations that are taking place on a global level, that how do we make sure that uh, whatever data it is that we're putting on platforms is representative of the multiple demographics of people that, that exist. And of course, you know, um, those members of the LGP, LGBTIQ plus community, they'll have their own experiences. You know, you want relationship advice, you're Googling relationship advice and all that comes up is heterosexual advice. And you're like, no, but why am I not included in this information? And I'm, I'm just curious to hear, you know, what the approach there might be. Gosh, now you've given me such a huge responsibility. <laughs> I will not be writing the algorithms, okay? <laughs> so my prejudices will be in check. <laughs> Look, they did a good they did a good job there by my education school, hey? They they did not leave any any stone unturned. <laughs> I that that is such a concern, Kathy. Very, very interesting one to raise. Yeah, but at the SABC, as you can imagine, governance is a huge issue, mm. and we're hoping that that is our safety net. Uh, apart from the fact that we have to make this data lake accessible through all the languages we broadcast in, already there we can see how you need someone. You're not. It's not. It's going to be no good just to translate. Mm. It has to be everybody on everybody on deck mm. and and getting their hands in there. And uh, I, I imagine. Whoever 
how whatever the team is writing the algorithms in future hopefully there's a, a, a big deal of machine learning and the machine learning would have to recognize our languages mm. the machine learning would have to recognize the, the, the oddities that are very South African mm. um, that aren't uh, taxi uh, ah, you know we know what is meant by taxi it's not a yellow cab yes so yes. We, we'd have to build those kinds of things in and um, I think in in the governance space there's definitely room for there's that's a key part of the yeah. process that the SAPC is engaging in is that the, the data governance has to be very strict and uh, privacy respected and uh, uh, all of those kinds of things will have to uh, mm. take center stage mm. it can happen we can build our data lakes turn the islands into a lake because at the moment we have little islands of data imagine if we could connect the, the audio yeah. and the video and text we have all these websites mm. where people are consuming text uh, so the SABC are also publishing every day uh, we'd like to see how we, we, we connect and how our our audiences uh, uh, find themselves in these spaces, how they use mm. these different pieces of content so we can make it a better journey for them. Yeah. Angie, before I let you go, is there anything else that uh, you want to add and or that you want our listeners to know about what the future of, of big data, especially for the SABC, might be? Just that uh, we hope as the SABC to honour uh, Popia when we do start using data. Uh, we'll obviously always ask permissions, the correct kinds of permissions, um, and in order to make your your content consumption journey mm. pleasurable and un, un uh, because sometimes it can get quite scary uh, when you think people are following you and know what you are doing. So we'll, we'll make it as unthreatening as possible and provide the kind of public value we've been uh, providing to our, our listeners and, and viewers. Angie, it's been an absolute pleasure being in conversation with you. Angie Hammond is the head of sales intelligence. So she deals with all the intelligence around sales. <laughs> Sounds a bit like the SSA, like, ooh, Angie, what do you know that we don't? I'm sure there's a lot. She's not going to tell us this morning, however. Thanks for that, Angie. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So we've got a couple of minutes left of the show before I have to hand you over to uh, the updated Nuno Sakina Kamwendo. Before we do that, let's take a couple of uh, your WhatsApp voice notes.